Hello folks, welcome to another episode for Formula 1 Mirror. In this episode, I'll be talking about Formula 1 2021 Monaco Grand Prix. So just to round up the winners, we had Verstappen finishing up at the top step of the podium. Sainz came in at P2 position and Norris came in at P3 position. Overall, it was an unexciting race, probably one of the most boring races on the calendar because we didn't get to see any single overtake on the track. There were a couple of overtakes and one overtake between Vettel and Gasly was partly orchestrated by the pit stop itself. So I'm not counting it as an overtake. So apart from it, we didn't really get to see any overtake on the track. We did get to see some changes uh, from the positions in which the drivers actually started the race. And most of them were actually driven by the pit stop strategies itself. Hats off to Red Bull to actually making those strategy work for themselves. And because of that, they were actually able to close the gap between themselves and Mercedes. But apart from it, we didn't really get to see any change in strategies or any overtakes happen on the track. And most of the times the race was simply a kind of a procession itself. So we had Verstappen finishing up at the top step of the podium. Uh, as you might remember in the qualifying, Leclerc was the one who actually finished up uh, or got the pole position and started uh, with the first position in the grid. But unfortunately, we just got to know probably an hour before the race that Charles Leclerc would not be able to start in the P1 position because of some problems. Uh, they, Ferrari didn't really clarify whether the problem was with gearbox or not or whether there was something else broken. But they did get to say that he wasn't able to, he wouldn't be able to start the race and Ferrari didn't have enough time to actually fix the car on the track itself. So some people might question as to why Ferrari weren't able to figure out the problem at the end of the qualifying itself. After all, Leclerc actually bent the car yesterday, so they had uh, reason enough to actually fix the car and look at, look at the car itself. It wasn't in park Fermi mode. But we can also argue that if there was a problem with gearbox, so gearbox is usually encased in a casing. So we any mechanical or any uh, technician who is working on the car, they don't really get to see the gearbox as a whole they get to see the casing of the gearbox. So it's probably likely that it's just my assumption or my speculation that there might not be significant damage to the casing itself. And rather than taking the penalty and like uh, changing the gearbox, they try to take a gamble on the existing gearbox itself, hoping that it would be fine. And just before the race in the warm-up lap itself, uh, they figured out that it was something which was broken inside and they probably didn't have enough time to actually fix the gearbox or probably re replace the gearbox itself. So the things didn't work out in their favor and Leclerc wasn't able to start the race. I put the blame partly on both Leclerc as well as Ferrari. Leclerc, simply because he was the one who actually bent the car on Saturday qualifying session. If he hadn't done that, if he had been slightly more careful considering he already had the provisional pole position. Uh, Ferrari would not be would not have been in this position to actually fix the car and I would blame slightly Ferrari as well with so much of technical expertise and resources they had. They also had the past data as well where similar incident happened with Max Verstappen in 2018 as well. So in that case also Red Bull had actually had to take the penalty and start from pit lane because uh, Verstappen wasn't able to start the qualifying. So I guess with so much of data and so much of technical expertise, I believe Ferrari should have been more careful with that and should have better ways to identify the problem and fix it beforehand rather than 
just hope for the best and figure out the problem in the qualifying lap in the warm-up lap itself just before the race so anyways it was a heartbreak because it it denied us of probably a fight for the lead position but anyways moving aside from that Verstappen did a flawless job right from the starting itself he was comfortably in control through the, throughout the entire race itself we did get to see Bottas slightly moving closer to Verstappen but still it wasn't close enough to make Verstappen uncomfortable so it was a flawless race for him race for Verstappen all throughout the entire race and he completely deserved the P1 position so let me talk about talk about Bottas also because he was the one who actually started in the P2 position or uh, he did actually start in the P3 position actually simply because even if Leclerc wasn't able to start the race he still didn't actually took up the P2 position on the grid he still actually started from the P3 position itself so what Bottas had a good probably I would say first half of the race he was within a couple of seconds to Verstappen he wasn't really putting much pressure on Verstappen but with some alternate strat strategy it is possible that Bottas might have been able to undercut Verstappen but even then like looking in hindsight undercut didn't really work for any of the cars on the Monaco Grand Prix so even if the post even if the pit stop had hasn't been botched by the Mercedes team still there is little chance of Bottas actually finishing up on the top step of the podium but anyways he would have still easily finished on p2 position and there were valuable points which were lost by Bottas and Mercedes overall I didn't really know what happens with Mercedes actually for the past few races there have been some mistakes which are quite uncharacteristic from Mercedes a couple of reasons which I feel could be that for a couple of years Mercedes haven't been really under pressure and probably their attention might also be divided between the current season as well as the next season so it's also likely that all the resources would not be working on the current car as well as the current race itself so it is likely that's why we are seeing some more mistakes from Mercedes this season but anyways it was a lot of useful points which were lost by Mercedes which I probably I think they're gonna regret it a lot and but we know that Mercedes as a team they'll come back stronger they'll evaluate what they had done wrong and how they can rectify it in future and so that so that similar thing doesn't really happen in future anyways you got to feel for Bottas because he was comfortably guaranteed a p2 position and he lost out on it and probably it will might reflect at a later stage as well when Mercedes has to make a decision whether to put Bottas or go with probably George Russell as the second driver so that's gonna hurt Bottas so moving on to Sainz, I believe like Sainz was the one who actually salvaged the weekend for Ferrari after a heartbreak right before the start of the race. Sainz actually gave some reason for Ferrari to celebrate. So it was the first podium of the season and I believe it would be quite a bit of confidence booster for Sainz because any driver who is actually moving into the team, especially Ferrari, where there's a lot of pressure, a lot of expectations you have and there is clear number one and number two driver where you have the whole team built around the another driver so in order to make your place in order to make the engineers respect your decisions respect your feedback it is quite critical that you get some good uh, performance on the, on the track and you keep your confidences high as well 
So I think it will be quite a big boost for Sainz in terms of his whole career at Ferrari and I believe it was a good overall uh, result for Ferrari even though like they would have appreciated that Leclerc finished in the P1 position but even besides that as well I believe it is good that Sainz gets the opportunity to shine, he gets the limelight and Tifosi actually liked the new driver rather than just showering all the love on Leclerc itself. It will, it will be quite important for a driver who is driving for Ferrari to actually feel the passion of the Ferrari fans and also keep his confidence high enough in a team where there is clearly a number one and number two driver. So very good performance from Sainz in this race. And we have Norris finishing up in P3 position. So Norris who is probably one of the most consistent drivers across the whole season, across the whole current season which we are having. So phenomenal performance from him. He's driving the maximum. He's extracting the maximum out of the car which he can. And I believe that P3 was the maximum position which he could have got in the current car right now. So he drove beautifully in the end and he was able to fend off an attack from Paris. Although if it would have been some other track, probably Perez might have been able to overtake. But on Monaco, I guess he was pretty comfortable in P3 position. And for me, his P3 position really wasn't in doubt, actually, even if Perez was actually closing the gap to Norris. Even then, so good performance from Norris, a comfortable P3 position and very valuable points as well in terms of the race between Ferrari and McLaren for the P3 position. And also, if you look at the Drivers' Championship, Norris is currently in P3 position ahead of Bottas. So, if you would have thought about this at the start of the season, it would have been completely crazy to see Norris, who is in a McLaren, ahead of Bottas, who is in a Mercedes, who is arguably the fastest car on the grid right now. So, hats off to Norris for his performance, in, not just in this race itself, but throughout the entire season. And it was good to see Sainz and Norris former McLaren drivers who have a good rivalry, who have a good friendship between them to actually be on the podium step together. Last year, we did get to see Sainz and Norris on the podium steps, but both of them had, had podium places in separate races. We didn't get to see both of them in at the same race in podium. So probably this is the first podium where both of them were together and both of them were able to celebrate their races uh, together. So it was good to see. and. Uh, kind of a warm feeling to see that even in a cutthroat world of Formula 1 there are good rivalries and there is good respect and there is friendship as well between the drivers. So moving on uh, to Perez who finished in P4 position. So wonderful performance from Perez in the race. Although he would be disappointed with the qualifying performance but on the race strategy uh, Red Bull absolutely did a masterstroke. He was able to actually uh, skip three drivers actually, Vettel, Gasly and Hamilton to finish in the P4 position which would have been probably completely unexpected at the start of the race. So both Red Bull as well as Perez deserve the recognition for it, deserve the credit for it. So I believe like Perez would be able to improve upon his qualifying performances so that they don't have to resort to such strategies and those strategies might not work in his favour in the rest of the races. So anyways moving on to Vettel who is who had an absolute the best performance which we have seen from Vettel in quite some time probably an year like probably since Turkey Grand Prix last year 
it was the first race where we have seen Vettel actually perform up to his potential. So he not only in the qualifying he was able to put the Aston Martin car in the Q3 position, even the race itself he drove flawless race and how he was able to overtake Gasly it was wonderful to see. So I believe he, uh, Vettel is deservedly the driver of the day to finish in P5 position in an inferior car which doesn't really belong in P5 position. He was also partly helped by the strategy by the racetrack itself which makes overtaking on the track very difficult but still nevertheless it was a very good performance from him flawless performance from him both in Q3 position in Q3 in the qualifying as well as in the race as well. So rest of the places like Gasly finished in P6 position Hamilton in P7 so Gasly uh, he was slightly anonymous throughout the race because we didn't get there weren't any overtakes on the track but still it was a good performance from him he couldn't really do much on the track simply because Aston Martin uh, played a very good good strategy and because of which Vettel was able to actually skip Gasly and apart from it there wasn't much which Gasly could have done Alfa Tauri did well to actually maintain the lead over Hamilton Hamilton tried to go for an undercut which didn't really work so Gasly was still able to maintain the lead over Hamilton and which made Hamilton extremely frustrated because not just Gasly but Vettel and Perez three cars were the uh, uh, were the ones which who were able to overtake Hamilton. Hamilton was probably expecting that after the pit stop he would probably be in P4 position but ultimately he just ended up in P7 position probably the same place where he started I think he started on P6 position after Leclerc wasn't able to start the race. But anyways, it was very uncharacteristic performance from Hamilton. That's something which you wouldn't expect from Hamilton. And that shows how much difficult it is to actually overtake on Monaco. That even Hamilton, who is probably one of the greatest drivers of all time, who is actually sitting in probably the one of the best cars on the grid right now, maybe second best car right now on the grid on this particular track, that he wasn't able to overtake uh, Gasly, who is an Alfa Tauri, who is definitely an inferior car than Mercedes. And throughout the race, we could hear Hamilton whining on the rodeo. Why did you use this strategy? I had I had tires underneath them. I was conserving the tires. Why did you go for undercut? Why did Gasly was Gasly after pitting was still able to uh, continue the race ahead of him? So we did get to see a lot of frustration from Hamilton, but it's something which he wasn't able to do. And since he is fighting for the world title, he couldn't actually. Uh, go for risky overtakes as well because it simply isn't worth it. He could have actually get one overtake done if he may, uh, like takes takes the risk but ultimately he'll still have to make another overtake in order to move up the rankings and it simply isn't worth the risk. Like we saw with Charles Leclerc in 2019 where he was frustrated and he wanted to actually uh, cut through the field. He tried going for overtakes. He was able to uh, stick a couple of overtakes but his luck ran out and he wasn't able to finish the race so even if Hamilton would have probably tried a risky overtake he could have got probably one overtake done but definitely he would not have got multiple overtakes done so it wasn't worth the risk it is better to get some points collected on this race and move on to the next race rather than risk the existing points which he is getting from this race
so on P8 position, we had Stroll. So another good performance from Aston Martin. They were able to actually capitalize on the strategy call to have Stroll finished in the points, which would not have been possible if Aston, if they didn't actually go for the overcut. And Stroll also did quite well to actually continue with the drive and actually pump in quite a good laps when other drivers were actually going for the pit stops. So good performance from him. So Ocon again uh, showing a better pace than Alonso. He finished in P9 position. So he'll be able to get a couple of points which will come in quite handy uh, with, with the fight which Alpine is having with Alfa Tori. So good performance from him and extraordinary performance from Giovinazzi who was able to finish in P10 position and I think he was able to get the first points for Alfa Romeo this season. So he would be quite happy with it first of all because Alfa Romeo doesn't really belong in P3 position. He did phenomenally well in qualifying as well to actually reach Q3 and to do that again in race pace also and race also it's a very good job and I believe he would be quite happy to get the first point for this calendar season. Raikkonen finished on the P11 position so I think he did well to actually keep a Ricardo behind him so definitely McLaren is the faster car so he was able to keep McLaren behind him that that is also partly because of the Monaco racetrack itself because overtaking is slightly next to impossible. So he was kind of, he did well actually to finish 11th. I don't think he could have done something more in this race. So Ricardo would be probably one of the most frustrated drivers on the grid right now apart from Hamilton to actually finish on P12 position. He would probably be more frustrated because his, his teammate is actually finishing up on the podium itself. So when your teammate is actually finishing up at the podium and you are not able to get in, into the points, so it's definitely calls for some frustration. So And he also got lapped during the race as well. So definitely he would not be happy. It would be probably, a, he would try to forget it and move on to the next race itself. And Monaco actually rewards the drivers who are quite confident in the cars. We got to see it uh, in this race explicitly also because science had become relatively comfortable with the car so he was actually able to show good performance whereas drivers like Alonso, Ricardo, they weren't really up to speed with the car, they were still understanding the car because of which they suffered a lot in qualifying and since in Monaco overtaking is very difficult, they were be stuck behind the slower drivers and there wasn't a good strat strategy from McLaren or Alpine which they could take advantage of to move ahead in the field. So Russell and Latifi finished in P14 and P15 positions. So Williams, they want much action behind the grid right now. So we didn't really get to see much from any of the Williams drivers. And similarly, same with Sonoda as well as Haas drivers also. Alphatori did try something different. They did hope for a safety car. So they tried to keep Sonoda out for a longer time in the hope that there might be a safety car, so they might get some advantage out of it. But anyways, everyone was basically conserving their tires and they drove, all of them actually drove a quite a good race also. We hardly saw any mistake by any other drivers. We didn't really get to see people going off the track. We did get to see some infringements actually regarding the track limits. So there were a few black and white flags which were shown to a few drivers but apart from it there weren't any major crashes there weren't any damages to the car people didn't really go to the runoff tracks so all of them actually drove quite a decent race 
so because of that sonoda wasn't able to actually make any advantage take any advantage of any of the other drivers and again since the haas were the slowest teams slowest team actually on the grid right now they finished p17 and p18 position so good job by mazepin like he he didn't really made any mistake throughout the whole weekend actually he didn't bend the car either of the i think practice sessions nor in qualifying or in the race considering haas is a very difficult car to drive so a good performance from mazepin considering the situation he was in a couple of weeks back and schumacher i believe he would be quite pleased to finish the race because it was a forgettable weekend for him especially because he wasn't able to qualify uh, take part in the qualifying so i believe like haas would like to move on to the next race or probably they would probably like to move on to the next season as quickly as possible and in the non finishers were we we had bottas and leclerc and we have already talked about both of them so heartbreak for leclerc but good sportsmanship from him because we could have easily seen him go in a yacht or go in a, go in from his home itself and watch the race over there itself or probably relax and do something else uh, in his home but instead of doing that he stayed on the track he supported uh, supported sorry signs when he was on the podium step when he finished the car in the park for me he was a, he greeted him so hats off to him and good sportsmanship from him and botas you can actually feel for him that it was his position it was his chance to shine but because of bad luck because of uh, some mistakes which were done by the pit crew he wasn't able to shine he wasn't able to get the necess- necessary points for mercedes and because of that not just that was tappen is actually leading the driver's title it's red bull actually who is actually leading the constructor's title as well so these kind of mistakes mercedes will have to avoid in future and if they want to actually win the constructors title and driver's title this season so that's a wrap for this uh race which we've had in monaco see you in the next race thank you bye